Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. So I'm back again to pull you all on something. I, I need to know your answers. Okay. So you go to a website, something you've been to a bunch, you go to log in. It's like, hey, are you a computer? Click the images. Mm-hmm. The other day I had an image come up that was like, click the image of the bicycle. And it was just a bike and it spanned multiple pieces of the grid. But about halfway up, the bicycle was under a tarp. Ooh. The gravity with which you led into this. made me think this was going to be more important i think this is very important just because is it checking for my rational thought or a literal photo of the bike i am a literal thinker so i would have only clicked the pieces of visible bike that's it yeah even though you know there's bike under the tarp yes now i someone who's listening to this might correct me and if you do know the answer to this please feel free to correct me but i believe Actually, what they are checking is how long it takes you to click on the squares. Yeah. With the idea mm. that a computer would click a lot faster. Oh, interesting. That's so actually, they're not really registering like, you know, oh, you missed like one part of the bicycle or like you should have assumed that the bicycle was under the tarp. It's really just like, have you clicked enough squares, quote unquote, slowly enough to prove that you're a human and that you thought about this? However, mm-hmm. now if I'm... If I'm right here, what it's asking for is the picture of the bike, right? So whether you know as a human being that the bike is under the tarp does not mean that that is a picture of a bike under the tarp. It's a picture of a tarp. tarp. Yeah, click on all the images of a bike. So I I would leave out the tarp bits. Yeah, that's what I ultimately did. But I felt like I was getting... Uh, kind of caught up in object permanence by this computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you fooled them. No. Uh, be- well, Jake, what's your what's your thought on this before I 
uh, <laughs> I, well, I was happened. I was going to say that uh, what Kim and Megan have said is accurate. It is paying attention to how slow you move, and also it's paying attention to the pattern that your mouse moves in because computers move in straight lines and people do not. Mm. Um, so like any any wiggle, anything that's not literally straight line point A, pixel A to pixel B. Yeah, so what it's looking for. Um, so I can click on anything. I don't have to click on the right things. Uh, theoretically, no. I think it wants to see some degree of accuracy, but ah. that's not what it. That's not what it's really testing you on. Mm. Um, also. Any website that uses like Chrome or Google stuff uh, can just consult your browsing history and see if it looks like the browsing history of a real person. And that's why you won't have captures sometimes mm. because it has just checked your browsing history and it believes that you're a person. Okay. I would click on the tarp though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I got such a rush. No, no questions were answered. <laughs> Because it was one of those where I clicked on the images that I clicked on, and then it gave me another one. <laughs> that one was not the solution. You know, sometimes it's like, mm, here's a second one. Do this one too. Okay, try try again. Yeah, robot. Yeah. How and you? But you like you paused. Like, I, you had oh this, yes. Yeah, maybe you paused too long. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it was like, hmm, that's a tricksy that robot. It, it heard me talking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like, oh, we got to give him an easier one. <laughs> what the fuck is this? A human would know that that's a bike. <laughs> but I also know, man, there's bike under that tarp. The uh, the ones where you have to like click and drag to like slide an arrow into its spot. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Those, those ones I've noticed like, you do not have to be accurate. Mm. As long as your mouse moves in a way that it thinks is human and not computer. Like I fucked one up super bad the other day just out of curiosity, just drug it clean to the end. And it was like, <laughs> you're good, fuck up. <laughs> I know you're real. I failed one of those ones because I because I was like, yes, something I can do really quickly. And I did it really quickly and it was like, nice try, computer. Uh, <laughs> so now whenever I see one of those, I drag it like so ridiculously slowly. I often get the ones that are just like numbers and letters in different cases. Mm. And I get them wrong a lot. And it makes me really question whether or not I know the alphabet or numbers. (laughs) Because I'm like looking at it and I'm like, man, I was sure. What what did I miss? And then he gives you a new one and I'm like, no, 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 go back. What did I miss? Go back. I need to know. (laughs) Please tell me. What did I get wrong here? Well, I think a more important question is, does this make you question whether or not you're human. Oh, I have so many like gastrointestinal issues that I can't like <laughs> I can't be a computer because just this whole bod would run so much more smoothly <laughs> as, a there, yeah, as a computer. Yeah, as a as Maybe a as a robot. Maybe you just like missed a couple updates. Like you're not connected to the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Firmware is behind. I was gonna say I know some cu- computer engineers. That doesn't mean much anything. It's interesting because like all these different ways that we're like. Before we we got into this, we were talking about AI in general, and it's it's odd because this whole intro was AI. Megan, it takes you and Jumbo four or five hours to ride back to the train, but you find it unscathed where you left it, phasing until you step aboard and head into your workshop car. What are you drumming up here? Okay, so my thought is to make like some connected panels that can unfold into like a lift, essentially. Something that we can stand on and that has a pulley with like a hand crank that we can run a rope around like a boulder or secure something in the ground and then put it over the edge of the cliff face that we can then just like crank the handle and lower ourselves as far as we need to go and then do it the other way to raise ourselves back up. So there is a uh, a move in the Going Weird supplement 
uh, called Gadgeteer, which is when you build a new gadget, describe its function. Uh, the GM will tell you if it's feasible, how much time, money, and other resources you must spend. And ultimately, it's a it's an engineering role. I think if you were just trying to craft like a regular ass elevator, it would just be an engineering role. Um, but I think the fact that you're trying to make something that like collapses and deploys it sounds that sounds gadgety to me. Yeah, I want to I want to be able to transport this easier than like having Jumbo hold a huge panel in both his hands for the entire several hour horse ride. So considering the like bones of this are fairly mundane uh, and just making it deployable is the tricky part. I don't think that this is a huge investment of time um, or or money. I think this will take some of your resources from your workshop cart, though. I think we might take like two of the equipment charges off the workshop car to have all the materials you need to do this, uh, then roll plus mind plus engineering. Um, I think all told, this will be another couple hours actually working at the train to get this done. 11. All right. Uh, on a 10 plus, the gadget works more or less as planned. I like how still a little bit wishy-washy that full success condition is. <laughs> more or less. I don't I don't think there's room for it or less when it's a piece of metal suspending me over a cliff face falling to certain death yeah man you'd hope i hope it's more it's more i hope it's more than planned (laughs) great Uh, i will get that built and then head back out and i'll see you guys half a day later (laughs) after i left (laughs) it'll end up being about 12 13 hours i think yep i'll mark another tally on our day counter back at the edge of the anvil uh and sort of many hours in the past (laughs) compared to megan uh rev you have Gleaned that the the danger ahead is likely the corpses of the deceased miners more than their ghosts. Okay, so we might have a zombie situation. Mm, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I'm smelling is kind of like death and decay, or it could be a huddle. Oh, I don't know if that's better or worse. Oh God. Yeah. Good. Yes. Great. I obviously am not a hundred percent sure what Megan is like out there making. Mm. How how reasonably sure are you that the runes, or at least one of them that we need to break, is like in that spot that you're that you spotted? One hundred percent. Okay. Is that the answer you wanted, or no? Yeah, no. I think that's good because that's a big, kind of wide open situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder how big. Uh, I want to pull a stick of dynamite out of my pack. Okay. Use one of my charges. You do that. Depending on what we're looking at getting down here. We might not even need to go in to just mar a rune and then leave. Oh, we, boy. <laughs> I mean, we could. Look, there's a bunch of vents here. If we put, like, dynamite in all of the vents and connected them, we might just be able to take a chunk of this rock off and let it fall off the side of the planet. Oh, okay. See, that's more, you, you've skipped my whole counterpoint to doing this at all was... You know how, like, the monsters or the things, the essences seem to stick around the circle, right? Mm -hmm. So what I was worried about is if we destroy that, and now you say there's zombies, if they're just going to wander out into the world and start, like, murking people, that wouldn't be good. And then I would not want to exactly do what I just said because we might be, like, opening up uh, room for them to, yeah, to, 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 to do bad, bad things. Yeah. But, no, that's, if we just take the whole... The whole damn thing off the side. I don't know. I don't know if that works. Like, I don't know if that destroys the runes, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, falling off of a cliff miles miles down. 
How could like a carved symbol on a rock survive that? Magic. I think it's still both. I think we have to like go down and make sure that we're destroying that piece. And then I like the idea of adding to that down the tubes, down the sides to like take out the rest of the zombies and stuff that would be walking around anyway, because I don't want to leave this world in a worse state than what we found it. Yeah. And I, th- I think that we want to get inside because it could be like there are so many types of runes now that he has access to one of them could just be a shield spell yeah yeah exactly like we have to know we've accomplished it before we try anything else yeah but i just i started thinking about you know when when people harvest like granite and you go to a spot and you start putting little holes and then you make an explosion and a huge piece of it falls off i i I love it so much (laughs) i just love it so much i'm riding through the desert and all of a sudden i just go Hmm. <laughs> well, something feels weird, but I'm not there. So. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I feel like it's not good. <laughs> I think the first step will be see what she's come up with when she gets back. And that's going to be a while. Like she had a, we talked about not camping. I don't know that we have a, a choice. Oh yeah. No, at this point that's, that's fair. Yeah. Absolutely. Where do we want to do that? Probably not on top of the haunted mine. No. We could like, put pins in the side of the cliff and like sleep the way the mountain climbers oh, do. Oh, shut up forever. <laughs> God. I'm riding through the desert and I go, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Jumbo's like, what? <laughs> Jumbo's like, agreed. <laughs> yeah, let's get a little distance from the entrance, like into one of the canyons or something where we at least have some cover from anything that might be coming up from the south and so on. Okay. You all spend uh, about the hour getting back. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll to climb back down. I think that'll work out just fine. That's more of just a fall. Yeah. (laughs) You all fall with style. Roll the harm move. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But no, you you ride back a little bit uh, down into the the canyon that you passed through and are able to find like a a rocky overhang under which you are able to make camp. Uh, While we're here, uh, I mean, I definitely think I would ask if they want to take turns, like, just setting a watch. Um, you know, we were a little concerned about what might be lurking. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who's taking which shift? I'll take the middle shift, because I don't mind splitting up my, my sleep. I fall asleep really fast. I can do the morning shift. I don't have any issue waking up in the morning. Uh, sounds good. I will do the first shift. Okay. Then the night passes without incident, and... Rev shortly after the sunrise, you hear the sound of horses approaching, uh, and you see Megan and Jumbo riding back into the canyon, pulling a cart with some mechanical components in it. Oh, good, you're alive. Wait, Sorry, wh- just wait, no. Why? What did you hear? Nothing. I didn't hear anything, and just li- just like a little part of like the back of my brain was like, oh, they got got by ghosts. Oh, just because you know, super haunted. Yeah, nothing has happened. It's really us. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Uh, Mike. Wonder Twins. Spider. Wonder Twins. Spider. <laughs> well, what'd you make? Uh, I made a lift. We can put this over the edge, and then uh, so this connects to this, and this uh, slides into this part, and then the rope coils around here, <laughs> and then uh, unfold it, <laughs> and ta da! 
This is this is how a lift functions to the best of Megan's knowledge. <laughs> she wrote that out in the instructions exactly like that. Are we sure she's not the builder? <laughs> it falls apart. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no, there we go. <laughs> this rocks like I think this is perfect for the plan. Yeah, I figured, you know, we could crank this lever and then it goes all the way around. We can take it down as far as we have to and then to get back up obviously it's only going to move as fast as we're able to like crank it the other way but we're not having to climb and like pull our weight up it's going to be a little easier to distribute the weight yeah and if things go bad so what we're going to go into is a big cavern if things go weird and we can't go out the way that we came in i did find a pocket that i think will lead us out quickly oh what do you mean a pocket like a mine shaft but then where they they bore up so that you know gas and air can escape oh Okay, and that's like a clear path? Um, ish. A path we could clear, but kind of as a, a, oh, things have gone bad. We How do we get out of here quickly? Should we clear that first? We could. It might draw attention to it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that if we have to use it, I can probably clear it quickly, and it won't matter if they notice. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Good, good idea. Well, let's uh, head up to the spot then. Yeah. Okay. Jumbo walks up to the to the bottom of that rock face and just kind of squats down and puts his laces his fingers together just once for each of you and just hurls you all the way up. <laughs> hey, yep, <laughs> hey, yep, hey, yep. And then he just squats down and leaps with his extraordinarily <laughs> powerful legs, digs his fingers directly into the rock and climbs the rest of the way. Up. God. Yeah, Jumbo's the literal Hulk. I don't know if I've made that clear. <laughs> but you all get back up and uh, after another hour of trekking back to the edge of the anvil. Rev, you are able to point out the ideal spot to lower down. But I think I want to have Megan and Tass do a little bit of teamwork here to determine the best way to set this up in this spot. Tass, I think I want to have you make a tracking survival role. And Megan, I think I want to have you make another engineering role to determine, like, where do we anchor this? How can we make this secure? Where should we lower this over? But just the better of these two roles, like a teamwork, We'll we'll take it. Okay. I'm waiting for them both to fail, but we in character don't know, so they set it up, we all step on, and end of show. <laughs> Finally, it's the Jake show, like Jake always intended. Ten on the nose. Nine. Okay. So this will be a full success. You get this lift set up and deployed. You are all able to step safely aboard and begin to lower down the face of the anvil. In another life, I just have this feeling that I would not have been able to accomplish this. All the tracking and survival. Uh, oh, I, yeah, that too. Yeah, really just like the capital T this, like literally any <laughs> this. any part of this. Being around all of you all of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Being out in the sun this long. Oh, that one's the worst part, yeah. Wearing gold <laughs> just doesn't suit you. Sorry. Much more of a silver. <laughs> As you all lower down, you go 100 feet, 500, 1,000, 1,500. Oh, like, oh, my God. There is a brief fear that you might not have had enough rope or cable for this, but you've all succeeded. You've all done very well at this plan. You have enough cord to get you down. And about 2,500 feet down is when you start to be able to actually see this opening below you. And Rev, at this point, the the smell magically is too potent. It's awful. 
Uh, and the rest of you, just the regular smell coming into your normal, mortal, mundane noses is fucking terrible. It smells like rot. It smells like death. It is just a terrible stench coming up from this opening. I move my bandana from around my neck to over my nose. Not a bad idea. But you can see that the uh, the chamber is easily like 150 feet across. It's not as tall. Uh, it's sort of a, a short and squat pocket. Um, but it's still probably, as far as a mine chamber goes, pretty tall, like 30 feet. Is there a plan on the approach, or are you waiting until you actually like get down to its level? I think we're talking about exactly that as we're approaching. Like, do we want to just get low enough to like be able to peek in and see if we can spot anything? I mean, yeah, we can theorize all we want, but until we actually see what's going on down here, it's going to be hard to formulate a plan. All right, well, let's just get a another couple of inches so that we can like flatten out here and and peek okay you bring the lift down just far enough that like its bottom edge crests the top edge of this chamber and you all get low and peek through in the daylight the sun is streaming pretty well into this chamber it is not difficult to see you can see that there are an assortment of mining accoutrements uh like around the perimeter of the room carts barrels pickaxes, coils of rope, etc. Just the remains of a mining operation. You can see a bunch of translucent forms moving about. They are, they're not floating with a little tail like Casper the Friendly Ghost. They are like full have legs, kind of shambling around. It looks like they're moving more or less like they would have in life, like as if they're going from point A to point B, like they've got a duty, but obviously nothing's getting done. You know, it's like they go from uh, a barrel to a cart, but they don't know why they did it or what to do when they get there, and then they go back to the barrel, and they go from the barrel to the cart. Like, it's just like they're stuck in a loop that they don't understand. And then there are corpses along the edges of the room, laid out almost in like a ring. Uh, all, all the way around, and they are in various states of decay, and for the moment, they all appear to be still. Does anybody see a rune? Yeah, are there any indications of runes or the circle or... Uh, somebody can read a situation for me. Yeah, I'll, I'm certainly looking. Okay. Hot damn, 14. You get three questions. What should I be on the lookout for? You can see that, again, those corpses are laid out in a ring around the room. I think that's the first thing that jumps out to you. It's like, oh, there's there's our circle. But taking another moment, you also notice that the various mining implements also just make a rough circle around the room, outside of the corpses. Uh, I think you actually get the impression that they might be set up that way as a deliberate mislead, but that the runes are probably in, on, or under the carts, the barrels, the coils of rope, the pickaxes, etc. Okay. Do you guys see that? And I'm like pointing out the location of the the stuff over the corpses. What, all the mine stuff? Yeah, it makes like a circle. Yeah, but so do the bodies. Yeah, but it just seems too obvious. And like if somebody were to come in and those were to animate or even not, like they'd be so easy to destroy. I'm, you know what I mean? Like if it's on the harder equipment, that's I think that's a, a good, uh, like a hiding spot for mm. it. Oh, also... Like, look here, if all of that equipment just happened to be laying around the outside of the room when this break happened, it wouldn't be along this part here below us. Great point. So we just have to destroy one of these items? Yeah, that's the rough part, is I can't see a specific rune to Mar. Like, even if I 
huck some dynamite in there. Yeah, it might knock around some of the stuff, but I, I can't guarantee it's going to destroy a rune unless we see it destroyed. You know what I mean? Maybe I can telekinesis one of them up to us. I feel like if that works, it might kick off whatever is set to be the defense here. Uh, as I'm looking at these bodies, with that idea in mind, I'm already trying to figure out which enemy is the biggest threat. Like, I don't know if any of these look stronger, fresher, more concentrated on one side or the other. You know, I you were about to say stronger, fresher, more confident. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hottest zombie? <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, I guess I shouldn't put myself in a in a tighter tunnel of the question, but I- I'm now spiraling on, yeah, oh God, like if they get up and start moving, what's going to be my first biggest threat? You know what I mean? I do. None of these bodies individually looks any more threatening than any other. Okay. Their strength is in numbers. However, they are all positioned in such a way that for the most part, they would be able to quickly deploy to any of these things. So like if Megan were to telekinesis one, and that is what sets it off, they might be able to get to the thing. They might be able to rush you before the thing gets to you, etc. Like they are spread out in, in this circle so that they can kind of reach all points as quickly as possible. Um, so we kind of have escape route and way in <laughs> on lock here. I'm still focusing on the runes, though. So like what's what's the best way past? So whenever this pops off, those things are just going to mob seems like that's what they're here for. That's what they're designed to do. Strength in numbers. They're all going to get up. They're all going to rush to deal with whatever the problem is. So whether the idea is one of you getting to uh, a ruined item or getting a ruined item to you, the best way to do that is going to be somehow forcefully drawing the attention of this mob elsewhere first. If you can get them all focused on and mobilizing towards the wrong side of the room from where you actually mean to do your business, you'll have some time. Not a lot, maybe seconds, but it's a window. Oof. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have to draw their attention. I like where your head's at on on this. If you can get one of those things to move over to you all while I or somebody, I don't, I don't know if anybody has a good idea for a distraction, but we've got to pull the attention of those bodies to swarm a different way, or they're just going to grab the thing or swarm us. I wonder if you shot like one of the barrels or shovels or something on the far side. Like if you disturbed something that might have a rune on it, would they rush towards the thing to protect it or the other side where the shot came from? I mean, and I I pull that (laughs) stick of dynamite back out. (laughs) Like if they don't see me throw it, if an explosion goes off on the far side of the room, they might be attracted to what's happening there. Whoa, okay, but dynamite, I mean, what if it causes something to happen, uh, like cave in, and we're attached pretty securely right now, but that's to the structure that is secure up top. If we start fucking with the structural integrity of this cave down here, we may not have structural integrity anymore. The only thing I can lend to this conversation is I do have a musical instrument on me and cave tunnels are very excellent acoustics. <gasps> if they can hear, I could distract them. I love that. Can we test this somehow without making a big ordeal? Like, can we raise this platform up a couple inches and like throw a stone in and see if they look for the source of the stone or the location for the stone's noise? Like, it seems like that's a very important piece of information to execute the plan because it's two very different plans depending on if they have the ability to 
track a threat or they're only drawn to a noise. Well, I was thinking there'd be two noises, right? Mm-hmm. Like if a shovel or something gets hit by a bullet, that's going to make a noise, but a gun going off is also going to make a noise. Yeah. So are they going towards the person shooting the gun or towards the shovel? Exactly. That's what I'm saying we need to find out. But throwing a rock isn't going to make a noise on our side. Unless we, that, like, ugh. That's good. That's We don't want a noise yeah, on our side. Yeah, that's good because then we know, do they have deductive reasoning? A stone was thrown. Do they go, who the fuck threw that stone and start looking for us? Like, we're assuming that these are dumb zombies, but we don't know, is my point. Right. Okay. So we don't want it to make a noise on both sides. Right. Okay. Yes. I will reach up and uh, just, like, try to pull a chunk of rock off the side of this cliff face. It dislodges your entire lift. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Instead of a rock, we could throw a lit stick of dynamite. Again, that goes back to Megan's idea of you might cause a cave-in right. that removes our lift and our ability to get to the circle. I don't know. We're like yeah. a mile down. I don't know that we really could have. Tess is like, I already lit it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys better come up with a plan yeah. real quick because yeah. I already lit this. I need you guys to get on board with the dynamite plan. <laughs> it's, it's like a trick candle. It's not going back out. I can't get it to stay unlit now. Uh, yeah, Megan, you are able to dislodge a chunk of rock. No problem. Anyone want to do the honors? Look, if we're going to test it this way, I'm going to be ready to start shooting if they look at us. I just can't throw very far. (laughs) Megan, you have telekinesis. (laughs) Yeah, but all right, I telekinesis it. Roll to go weird. Ten. Okay. You launch this stone high and across this chamber, and as soon as it crosses the threshold from the sheer cliff face here, it passes over the circle of bodies towards the other side. And as it does, there's like a flutter among the bodies that starts at the point where the rock passes over them and then just carries around the ring on both sides to the side where the rock lands. And there's a little bit like of build as it does, like a little bit more movement, but the rock stops and nothing happens. And that movement just kind of subsides back down into nothing. I start cranking the pulley to take us back up. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, no, Those no. The body's fluttered, Tass. No, no I'm, I'm holding on to it. Nope. Damn it. So they're aware enough to know when something isn't an actual threat, it seems like, because like they didn't, the stone didn't do anything, so they settled back down. Yeah. It's almost like a, like a motion sensor. So I wonder if sound will do anything since that flutter seemed to track their actual motion. Kim, could you do I, I don't listen. I say some things sometimes. I ask some questions because I don't understand magic at all. Uh-huh. Can you do your music thing but like magically throw your voice? Uh we can sure try. I don't know, just a thought to test another theory. Like if your singing voice, your instruments are playing from one of the tunnels, but there's no physical object, will that do anything? Is there a way for us to just know like if this theory even makes sense to try because like we just watched something actually physical and moving affect them and we know that that is for sure but we aren't necessarily sure if sound does it so i don't i don't know i guess what i'm at like i'm trying to ask if based on what we just saw do we know for sure that it's just motion and movement and uh, like an object that made that happen or or like, would it still make sense to keep trying other sensory uh, triggers for them? Yeah, I mean, I think a, an argument could be made for a role to, like, follow your hunch 
in advance, probably, I mean, it'd be a mind skill, it'd probably be an investigate, uh, or Kim can just go for it and we can see what happens. Ah, heck, let's just do it. Just do it. You're right. (laughs) Is is there anything to be gained from both, like, an investigate that is watching the ramifications of what Kim attempts? We'll see. Okay. (laughs) I like that answer. (laughs) All right. I don't think this necessitates a music role, uh, because it doesn't matter if it's, like, good and you're not playing I mean I would like it to be good okay fine yeah no make a music roll (laughs) she might discover that we can tame them through music oh they start dancing we might it's a 12 they do the thriller dance (laughs) I just start playing on the mandolin and singing we are denizens of the mind (laughs) they follow the music right over the edge of the cliff (laughs) (laughs) they just they just in a little jaunty lockstep Oh, <laughs> but you just you just hear the O's getting quieter as they plummet. <laughs> you play your instrument, and it echoes through this chamber. And visibly, all of these bodies are stirring, but it seems like they're unable to locate the source, and there doesn't seem to be anything coming along with the sound. It's just sound, so they don't stand, they don't move or anything. There's just kind of this disgruntled shuffle among all of these bodies, uh, but they stay on the ground. Well, that's just damned odd, isn't it? Can I investigate that? What we just witnessed between our two tests? Yeah. Yeah. As uh, as you are observing how these bodies respond, go ahead and read a situation. Nine. Uh, okay. You can ask one question, or if you have anything you can invoke and spend a grit, you could bump it up to a 10. Man, who's in control here? From your observations... It, it looks like they have been left with a command. They, they have something that will activate them, and you're kind of brushing up against it. So, okay. like, nobody is actively pulling their strings. They are responding to an impulse, but the impulse is not being fully met. Correct. Okay. They're, like, they're like Manchurian candidates. Yes. Like, three things have to happen for us to activate, and each time we're activating, like, a thing. Yeah, or even just like, it's got to be more sustained, it's got to be threatening, like, it's just got to meet some criteria and continue to meet those criteria, or else it's just going to be annoying to them, but their command won't activate. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they they are not, I think, individually aware, like, they are a group, and they have a group command, and we're kind of activating them, but not enough to actually activate them. So we need to give them a target. Well, it seems like that command is... One of two things. It's either someone fucks with the things that these runes are on or somebody physically enters the space. Yeah. So let's start with one and then give them the other if we have to. The old one, two. The old one, two. It's sticking time. I will try and and telekinesis uh, whatever is nearest to us, like a pickaxe on the ground up to the left. All right. Roll to go weird. Take a minus one to this because this is going to be opposed. Oh, okay. Is there a level that I'm trying to do this at? I mean, the level, it's its not a level that's going to exceed your weird level, a, a one or a two, but either way, you're not going to take penalties. It is still just telekinesing an object. There's just an oppositional force in play. 11. Roll boxcars. Hell yeah. Woo. All right. You reach out with your abilities and latch onto a pickaxe that is buried in the ground. I tell everyone, last time I did this with an axe, it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> You latch onto a pickaxe that is embedded in the ground and it lifts out of the dirt. And the instant it starts to move, 
all of the bodies in this circle start to move, but especially the ones closest to it. And they scramble and dive for it, but they are too slow. You rip this up out of the ground and it rockets in your direction and you catch it. Uh, I start looking at the pickaxe, searching for a rune. I turn on the lift to take us up. Oh my god! Uh, Rev, I'm gonna have you make a nerve roll. Yeah, that's I think. fair. Yeah, it seems seems like you might be startled. Yeah. <laughs> Ten. Hell right. yeah! You are quick nice. on the draw. You get the lift moving, Megan. You start looking over the pickaxe, and uh, it doesn't take long. You see that on one side of it, like right at the top of the wooden handle, etched into the metal, is one of the runes. I pull out my pocket knife and I. Just start carving into it. Okay. As the lift starts to rise, I think you can all feel like a really a really weird sensation, like a like a pulling or a stretching, because you haven't marred one of the runes, but you have removed it from where it belongs. But once oh. it is marred, you all feel that kind of familiar release of pressure, uh, and you know that you have disabled this circle and avoided <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> on your way back up to the top of the anvil. Uh, actually, I, I think I would mar this rune and feel that release of energy. And then, Tass, you said something earlier about, you know, what if these things get out? What if this becomes another thing in this world? Like, should we take this opportunity to get rid of these bodies? Cam can come through here and clean out all the ghosts, but what would happen if a zombie got a hold of him or somebody else? I have a suggestion. Yeah, we have a plan for that. Don't worry about it. We talked about it while you were gone. <laughs> that may have been the bad feeling you got as you were crossing the desert. <laughs> All right. You raise up uh, like 2,800 feet uh, to get back to the top of the anvil and dismount from your lift. Yeah, get off of the lift and start heading towards uh, where we left our horses and our jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jumbo's here. Jumbo's on the lift with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold up, hold up. He's like, always with you. I start folding the lift back together. <laughs> We're not leaving this behind. Oh yeah, no, of course. Um, as we are like trekking back towards the the horses and such, I am gonna go ahead and use all five of my gear points. <laughs> wow. For sticks of dynamite. Okay. All right, you guys get down there and ready. I'm gonna find the the five best entry points here and uh, make a couple of uh, deposits. All right, Tass, I'm going to have you use a skill. I want you to roll with tracking survival here to find like the ideal spots in the landscape to plant your dynamite for a cave-in. Okay. Six. <gasps> Can you invoke an aspect? I don't have grit. And, oh, no. And he specifically said, you guys all get down there. <laughs> Go away. I will handle this. Okay. You survey the landscape, you plot your points, you plant your dynamite, and you get back over towards the edge where the rest of your friends have climbed down to safety, ready to depart, and you light the wick. And something went wrong with the planning. All of the charges go at once, and they go quick. The ground just starts to dissolve and collapse beneath you. You see chunks of rock and rubble start spilling towards the edge of the anvil, and you along with it. The 
The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Edgar said to the interviewer, he was convinced that the thing out there wasn't a vault. Yeah, I know what he thought. Dr. Edgar's didn't think it was designed to keep things out. I know what he he thought. He thought it was designed to keep something in. Do you even understand the difficulty trying to keep a base like Fathom at the bottom of the ocean from killing everyone in it on a daily basis? Oh my god. Everyone hold on to something. I think whatever is on the other side of that door out there, it's not friendly. I think it's trying to get out. That, my friend, is a dire combination. That's a bad sign. Get out of the door! It's spreading like some kind of technological contagion. We can either stop it here or watch the world burn. Fathom, the first season of Derelict.